Are we live yet? Yeah, we're live. Thanks, everybody. This is uh, kicking it. Welcome live. to the pre-show. It's a part of the show where we talk about what we're going to do on the show. I'm just going to bullshit for a little while. I'm actually Yay. sharing out the show. I'm running late, man. Oh, my gosh. What's going on? Great weekend. Um, fantastic weekend. How about you, Dave? How I had a pretty you, good Dave? weekend. Good. Pretty good weekend. Uh, uh, uh I took my. I went and saw uh, Doctor Strange. To, treated I my watched. mom to an early Doc we'll, uh, Mother's Day gift. We'll definitely talk about that with spoilers coming mm. up. Segment one that will be first thing. Uh, yeah, I didn't go to the theater to watch it. I just but uh, I watched it on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, Games Workshop had Warhammer Fest. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, free they, comic book day. Did you take part in free comic book day? Um, My free comic book day was very abbreviated because we were actually on a time crunch to go to the movie theater. Oh, yes. I have. I did pick up some free comic books, but I have not read them yet. I didn't get any free books. They're waiting for me at the shop. But I think Taylor's going to be in a little while, y'all. Thanks for coming in early. Uh, but yeah, we're going to get deep into Doctor Strange with spoilers. I think I'm getting a little cold. I, I'm a little hoarse. It may not be a cold, Gomer. It may be the cold, Gomer. It may be, it may be COVID-19, Gomer. Uh, George Perez, we'll talk about him. Celebrate yeah, that, that legend. Yeah, I mean, we knew it was coming. But yeah, we knew it was coming. It's, it's hard it's to still, prepare. It's still sad. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Crisis hype. A new comic from Oscar Isaac, and then the final Moon Knight episode. We'll talk about it. All kinds of food news. A twofer, as always. Ooh. Uh, moment of destruction, maybe. Maybe you have one. Maybe I have a new, new toy. Oh man, you guys started kind of early tonight. Yeah, we got the pre-show going without you, Taylor. So welcome, welcome. Uh, uh, segment one, we'll talk about the movie, and then. Uh, George Perez, Dark Crisis, Oscar Isaac, and Moon Knight. Um, and then Free Comic Book Day. We'll talk about that right as we talk about the top three books of the week. It was a pretty mediocre week, but... There's some um, gems in there. There, there are some, some good stuff. That's exactly what's in my notes. There were some gems. So, Anything else you gentlemen want to add to the show? Yeah, that sounds uh, like a pretty full slate. It is. I, I just, just want to touch on real quick the uh, Warhammer Fest for the la from Thursday to Saturday. Well, sure. Let's start with that after we do this this lead-in. Okay. Um, which, which one should I pick? Just pick one, Gomer. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. They all start the same. It's hard to know what they all are. It certainly does suck. <laughs> it does. Uh, Mike Myers, I watched that Pentaverant or Pentaverant or whatever, his Illuminati series. It's big, dumb, stupid fun. I love it. Ridiculously is this the one where Mike Myers is that Shrek share the screen together? Uh, well, I know he plays himself. Geeks. Welcome back to another episode of This Geek and Comics Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show. Go for it, K. David and Taylor. Kind of added a little bit of melody to it today, there, David. Yeah. We're in harmony a little bit. Uh, Dave. Yeah. Talk about this fest 
shit so we can talk about the movie that everybody okay watched. uh just real briefly uh games workshop held a like a four-day festival where they revealed a bunch of stuff coming up for like later this year um big stuff is the uh, new teams for kill team oh, okay. uh, we, we got a glimpse of another uh unit from the leagues of voltan which is the uh the reimagined squats for warhammer 40k if you're Ugh. a fan if of you are game. into plastic crack yeah God, uh, so but but the big reveals came on saturday when they showed like a massive uh portion of the new Horus heresy line whoa which, uh, which is basically no idea basically space marine on pawn space marine violence we get new tanks we're getting oh. like a, a 50 man unit one tank and a dreadnought starter kit it's all Coming to incredible. a shop near you eight thousand yeah. dollars uh, it's under 300 uh, right now they're saying anyway the big news of the week biggest movie in the world um, right now, Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch killed it on Saturday Night Live. Just saying, uh, Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness. We're getting into full spoilers, um, y'all. So if you're you can't here, really talk about this movie without getting into spoilers, honestly. No. Yeah, because initially, I was under the impression that the bad guy was going to be the good guy, but it ended up being the good guy was the bad guy. Does that that makes sense if you've seen yes. it? It makes um, sense because I all the trailers I've seen had been leading me to think that the good guy was going to be helping out, and it turned out that the good guy was the one with the selfish motive. Yeah, this was not a team up. I, I was under the impression this no, was gonna be a um, team up. So yeah, full on spoilers. Um, we've already kind of <laughs> given it away, but more yeah. explicitly starting now. So yeah, Scarlet Witch is straight up the bad guy of this movie, and she yeah. and it's not like some like half-ass thing she straight up fucking murders a lot of people in this movie yeah oh I yeah mean, in pretty messed up ways too I mean, it's mother's day and she'd do anything for her kids i was about to mention okay. yeah that like the, the theme of motherhood was really present in this movie um so i thought this you, was gonna be the bad guy yeah i thought i thought that um the other strange the one who's like things got out of hand i thought that was going to be the bad guy and he kind of was but yeah well hey frankie thanks for stopping by yeah we will definitely talk about, about, <laughs> about yeah that. that being said the movie does have a lot of great spectacle to it um the movie is a lot of fun i do appreciate them just kind of like you know who fucking dr strange is let's just roll with it you know well that's you know, it's not like, like he hasn't MCU. been like in about six yeah. other movies exactly in the well yeah i mean now. He's yeah. been what he's been probably the most prolific background character of all, or at least he's up there. Well, um, after Tony Stark has left the scene, yes, without a doubt. I yeah, mean, it's crazy to think him. about how he has been in so many movies. This is only the second movie where he has top billing. Sure, sure. Um, cameos were great, um, but honestly, everybody getting one off by Wanda there at the end, I was a little. I was a little put off by that. Well, I, yeah, it, um, yeah. It had it had like tones of disassembled to it. You know what I mean? And well, and that's House of M, that's what they, I was about to bring up. That like toucher. for people who are just uh, getting this from the MCU who don't have like a background in the comics, um, yeah. this probably came a bit. 
this was a bit disorienting, I'm sure. Right, Orlando, what now? Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Like, his head, like, caving in like that, that was probably the most brutal thing. This is honestly the closest they have ever been to doing an R-rated MCU movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of violence. They They, really towed that line. They did the classic cutaway. Well, yeah, like, just before. They showed, like, Captain Carter's top half sliding off, but didn't actually show it. Um, Reed Richards getting turned into... um, I don't, what did the term the dude use fun there? Funfetti. Yeah, Funfetti. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was a cartoonish like enough that itself. they could get away with it. Yeah, it did remind me of the classic Hawkeye. It, yeah, I did. The Frankie? show Casada. Yeah, uh, Scarlet Witch cover for that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, the X Men animated. I theme. did notice that. That was yeah. cool. And if you, yeah, did the watch, if you did watch through the credits, they did they did uh, put that in the credits too. Yeah, yeah. but um the yeah. the um. The cameos themselves were really clever, not only getting like Patrick Stewart back, which only making it harder and harder for whoever the MCU um, Professor X is going to be. Just like constantly, well, constantly showing that these are impossible shoes to fill. Yeah. But but then Uh, also bring in John Krasinski, which I really hope he is still the MCU Mr. Fantastic. I would love that. That's a fan casting, which. If that's all this was, was them like responding to it being a fan casting, that would yeah. be clever enough. But It'd be all right. I do think he'd nail it. So I hope that that door isn't closed, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, overall, this movie. All right, let's talk about the comic book angles first, okay? I love the bit of Aaron's uh, and Bocciolo's strange run when he sort of like sees the magic going on that no one else can see. Yeah. I love that nod. Disassembled incursions. They have introduced multiversal incursions into this. Well, this is where we could put our tinfoil hat on. This other universe had the Fantastic Four and has the X-Men. Is this how they bring them into the MCU? Is that we have an incursion? Uh, Is this how we get Deadpool in the MCU? That's the best way to do it. It's definitely something they've seeded that if they wanted to do it, they could. But I think this is going to spin off more into like the Quantumania, which is the third Ant-Man movie. And I think it's it's a lot of it's stemming out of Loki, the series. Yeah, we know that uh, Quantumania is going to have Kang in it. So that's probably going to be the next big like let's move the meta narrative forward movie. Yeah, there's there's gonna there's a lot of places they can go and directions they can go, but I think what Taylor was saying about bringing the FF and the X Men in incursions, yeah, are just the the best best way to do it. You blow up one universe and or Earth in one universe, and you save the other universe. I mean, it's that Earth is kind of fucked now anyway because yeah, Wanda right. did wreck their like Justice everything. League pretty much. Yeah, they're yeah. everything. Um, but he, uh, mutants can resurrect, so we'll be okay there. Anyway. If they have that technology. Yeah, right. Uh, but, all right, overall, again, they've got this down to a formula, and this was really just sticking to the, the formula in the context of an MCU movie. Not saying that's a bad thing. The horror angle was definitely unique. But it was expected with the director that they got. Yeah, I mean, there were, I mean, yeah, there were shades of Evil Dead in this movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, dude, I mean, the, the Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell cameo, cameo where not, he was literally just, fighting his own Bruce hand. Campbell. Yeah, but yes, that too. But not just Bruce Campbell showing up. But there yeah. were there were definitely shades of like when the the Souls of the Dam showed up. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, this is just Sam Raimi. Definitely had Dead. Sam Raimi's fingerprints all over it. Yeah, and um, then what the MCU you know, does. You know, if, they give yeah, so you, uh, Mad Libs, and you're like filling the blanks with what you would fill them in with. I mean, more so than any movie they've done so far, I think that your enjoyment is going to come down to 
sort of subjective things more so than most of these other MCU movies. If you can't get over them making Wanda the villain, you're not going to like this movie. If you don't like Sam Raimi's movie telling uh, techniques, you're not going to like this movie. But if you do, if you're okay with that, and if you do like Sam Raimi, which I think most people do, yeah, this was a blast. I think really. this, was, this was a great. This is just one a return to form for Sam Raimi, for sure. Yeah, uh, uh, I like the idea of Wanda being a villain because she's sort if of. If you a do villain. accept they Wanda kinda... being a villain, she's a very effective villain. She is she's terrifying. sympathetic she, in, in a way. She was, yeah. I mean, I did like they how like. It. Yeah. I did like how at the they did. I mean, the post. Okay, if you're looking at like the everything in the last episode of Wandavision before that post credit scene, yeah. it seemed like she was leaving in a pretty good place. But in that post credit scene, she was like fucking zoning out, reading the goddamn Darkhold. So she yeah, they definitely seeded back. this. Yeah. They did seed this. Yeah, but if you like, what you could argue that now that Wanda has kind of like awakened to her full on Scarlet Witch powers it's hard to even use her as a hero anymore because what problem can she not single-handedly solve? Yeah. And they can always nerf her if they want, but uh, I, I really, they have, I think they've laid the groundwork. They want to bring her back, which by the way, she's probably not dead. I figured she probably wasn't dead. I mean, no corpse, no death, but, um, but if they could, they set it up where if they want to bring her back again, they could be like, Oh, well, after I destroyed the dark hole, I'm not that powerful anymore. And we have a multiverse now. All right, they've already established there's multiple Wandas. They yep. can just bring in another Wanda. I mean, you know what I mean? It, it's that basic at this point. That's true. I mean, and the multiverse is like, like loophole, but... they basically have infinite outs now that yeah. they have the multiverse idea in play. Yeah, exactly. What'd you guys think about them Nick calling out 616 as comic guys? I mean, I, I kind of wish it was I, a different number. Like if this was like 617 or something, you know? Yeah, right. The neighbor, the neighbor. Yeah, of... I think I would have liked that better. But, you know, if this is the way they want to go, I'm not like upset about and it. And they could be wrong. Just because they designated it 616 don't mean shit. You know? I thought well, it was a nice nod. Now we're really splitting hairs. Exactly, but, yeah. exactly. Uh, America Chavez showing up. Great she character. was really cool in this movie. Yes, yeah, she was dope, dude. She she, she makes the multiverse work. This was yeah. kind of like a like her becoming type of a movie because like in the yeah. comics she is an ass kicker. You know, she's going around. She's got that swagger. She is punching motherfuckers in the face. She doesn't yeah. get around to punching motherfuckers in the face until the end of this movie. Yeah, you know? the third act. She is kind of a, a damsel in distress almost in a way throughout the whole thing. And that's okay for this to also be a coming of age movie for her. You know? Um, yeah, this is her introduction. I'm fine with it. And now that they've gotten that out of the way, I'd like to think that the next time we see her, she will have that swagger that's like and her, her defining Ned. feature. Her you know? and Ned are going to team up. Right, I'm sure. Magic-y. Yeah. Magic-y. I mean, why not? They, yeah. they, they, they could set that up. I'm surprised that they completely re- like ignored the more Drew stuff that they set up in the last post credits uh, for the first Doctor uh, Strange. I mean, they did. They can uh, still do that, but they could still touch on it. But it's kind of ruined now because this was definitely a cooler version of Mordo, at least more yeah. evil in a smart way. You know, there's nothing nice about this Illuminati sticking their nose into everybody's fucking business just because. Oh, we don't like incursions. Um, Incidentally, okay. the Illuminati really do come off like a bunch of idiots. We're like, we're not worried about the Scarlet Witch, and 15 minutes later, they have yeah, all they're been just killed all by the Scarlet all Witch. Dead. Yeah, she fucking just... jobbed all of them. Yeah, they're just all smoked. And this is a Scarlet Witch that's being controlled from yeah. another Scarlet Witch. From I did like universe. them showing off, showing off Black Bolt. You know. Yeah, and that was I had to look, I had looked this up because you couldn't really tell, but that was the same Black Bolt actor from the from TV the show. Show that 
10 people watched yeah yeah good for the actor you know he oh no to, yeah good for him he got yeah. murdered on stage he got, at least he got at least we got a comic thing instead of nothing Black you know yeah he got and yeah, it was cool Anderson. to see like that that reed richards that was like the comics accurate current comics accurate at least um ff look that was yeah. the chair from the cartoon for professor yeah. x yeah. it was cool to see oh and i didn't recognize her at first but that was um monica rambo Yes. Oh, not Monica, Maria Rambo. Maria yeah. Rambo. So with uh, them bringing the back that animated series, uh, I wonder if that's going to be like in canon, at least in a multiverse. I mean, I, everything's in fucking canon now. Uh, I and, mean, yeah, all bets are off, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah and uh, the post-credit scene, we got uh, oh, yeah. Clea showing up. Hi, thanks, Hello. Delisha, thanks for coming by. Thank you. But yeah, finally in the MCU, the biggest fucking actress in Hollywood right now, I don't care who says it, Otherwise, if you're talking running the gambit, she's an Oscar winner and she was in Fast and Furious. So, I mean, I don't know what to say, but she's amazing. Uh, that looks like the Dark Dimension in the background. Yeah, it there. does look like Dark Moomoo's. Uh, she's Clea, who is in the comics, uh, historically, Doctor Strange's ongoing, you know, thing. Uh, I'm sure she'll have a big, big role in the next Doctor Strange movie. I think before that. I mean, you don't use Charlize Theron as a bit part, you know? Uh, I think it's going to be before that. Where they'll do something. With yeah, I mean, Doctor Strange. What's the last time we had an MCU movie that didn't have Doctor Strange or Wong or both in it? You know, uh, Black Widow. Oh yeah, yeah you got Black me there. Widow. That's it. Yeah, but I was actually talking about Wong uh, the other day. After me and my old lady watched this, we did watch uh, the first Doctor Strange, and it's like, oh wow, Wong. Remember, he was just a librarian. They were making Beyonce jokes about his name, and now he's like. Sorcerer Mega Supreme. badass, just doing all the cool shit. Yeah, David's right. He's like this phase is Nick Fury for sure. Yeah, he, he's Fury. the one like bringing in Shang Chi and you know. Yeah. All right, so there you go. There's Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. Uh, pretty good movie. I don't know. It's hard to rate the MCU movies. I'd put it above average. I'd probably say that's the best way to sort of rate the MCU nowadays. You know, um, just because I like the character. I liked all of the cameos because I'm a comic guy. And it had a lot of comic shit in it. Shit that you're not going to understand anything going on if you don't read the comics. You know, that Bocciolo thing. Yeah. It was enough for me, dude. Like, one thing I wouldn't like to say about the movie that I thought was one of the stronger aspects of it, I really liked the way that Strange's uh, character arc in the story was kind of like starting off with him being the guy who makes the sacrifices right yeah. who does the terrible necessary things yeah. he's like he's being confronted with that by a lot of people including that guy at the uh, wedding which incidentally yeah, how did Wesley, how Dr. did Wesley. that guy get like a fucking specific name drop in the credits like that like what the hell is up with that yeah whatever uh, but um but uh, yeah i like how like by the end of the movie he's his struggle is to come up with a way to like I'm not going to just take the quickest, most brutal path forward. I'm going to try to do this the right way, you know? Yeah, which goes against everything in his nature. Yeah, I mean? but and that kind of ties in well with... Um, fighting, though. I mean, that's the whole thing. Yeah, well, like, where we last saw him I mean, in like, Spider-Man, that yeah. could maybe be a, a good, like, kind of jumping off point for that, where, like, Spider-Man did show him that, yeah, I did the thing where I did it the right way, you yeah. know? Yeah, I did the hard thing. Just because there was a risk. I, I didn't take yeah. the quick calculus that you do. I, yeah, yeah, but I, I think in the, t in the context of this movie, Steven saw all of these other versions of himself make the make that choice in the other direction yeah. and fail. 
it's pretty easy when you have a multiversal example of how terrible you are, and then you can make the other decision. Yeah, okay? so and as, as much as we so were just, bold, um, you know? yeah, as much as we were like shitting on the Illuminati a second ago for like we're not scared of Scarlet Witch, we're scared of you. That still is a pretty telling moment where they're not scared of the Scarlet Witch; they're scared yeah. of him. Yeah, exactly. So, Dave, overall, good. What good? Anything? Good movie. Would we'll definitely see it again. Riveting commentary. Did your mom like it? Oh yeah. Oh, loved. that sounded like a riff. That did sound like you were. No, riffing. he just mentioned the other day know, he was going to take his mom. Yeah, I, I took. took it, I went with my mom too. We did a. It was our nice. Mother's Day weekend thing. Yeah, we had a Mother's Day. I took her to that out to see the movie, and then we went out and eat. And I like to think that my mom would cause a multiversal genocide for my sake. That's Exa- that's kind of a sweet dude, thought. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would hope. Dude. Yeah, Mother of the Year award. All right, let's get into news. We got a lot of it. And comics are shit this week, so we'll be quick. Uh, We honor uh, a legend, celebrate the life of just a guy who changed the game. Uh, We knew this was coming, but it's never easy. No, it's not. George Perez has passed away at age 67. Um, It was kind of, I mean, the first week in May is so nerdy. You know what I mean? It, we got the Star Wars Day, Free Comic Book Day. Uh, there's always a spring movie, even before any of that, you know, was a thing. There's always a movie that week. So Free Comic Book Day, like the day before, you know, he passes away. And it's – I don't want to say that's like, wow, great timing, you know, because that sounds so morbid and everything. It's a but bittersweet moment. It was so bittersweet, you know, where – we knew it was coming, right? Everybody had kind of, you know, steeled themselves to it. Yeah. But to be able to have a day where you're going to hang out with your people who understand that loss the same as you at your comic book shop, celebrating wherever you celebrated, you know, free comic book day. It was really kind of a, of, of a, I don't even know the word to use, man. It was surreal. You know, it was, it's cathartic. Really, yeah. yeah. I mean, kind of in a way, but. Like, in a lot of ways, I mean, this is never easy. I mean, this guy, like, is such a cornerstone of modern comic artwork. But because he was kind of upfront with us about what he was going through, it does make it easier. I I don't want to use the word easier because, you know, it still sucks. Because it's never easy. But easier, I guess, is the right word to use. It's still not easy, but it is easier. But how about him? That was like his, but that was like his last gift. Yeah, you know, to let everybody know, no, I'm not going to let this be, you know, a thing that does something. Well, that, that when it comes out, out of my of, control, yeah, when know? it comes out of nowhere, it does hit harder in a lot of ways. Yeah, for sure, yeah. dude, for sure. I mean, that's uh, your, that's obviously like you know your personal choice when like you're a celebrity in a lot of ways, but yeah, I appreciate it. I guess is the yeah. only way to say it. Yeah, and to him, for him to 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 be that way with his fans is just him going out the same way he lived, you know, I, I've heard all kinds of shit from people, artists and creators and writers on social media saying that this guy, when I was young, you know, even before I was into comics and really just talked to him at conventions, he was always like, just go for it. You know what I mean? Always just supportive and, uh, yeah, appreciated his fans and understood where they, uh, who they were. And, we just got that JLA Avengers reprint for the Hero yeah. Initiative. Uh, one of the covers for Dark Crisis, which is a great segue because we're talking about Dark Crisis next, um, will is a Perez cover, inspired Perez cover, and we'll go to the Heroes Initiative. So let's talk about that. First seven pages of Dark Crisis, big deal. These were in the free comic book day. 
thing. You, you're not really going to get shit from a preview like this. Um, but I, I enjoyed what was there, though. We got a we got a checklist. All right, so there will be a Dark Crisis Worlds Without a Justice League Superman number one. Is a who's who of comic talent will pay tribute to the world's greatest superheroes in a Worlds Without Justice League one shots. So we're gonna get Superman number one. That's Tom King. Chris Burnham is going to be the artist on there. Uh, Dark Crisis, World of the Justice League, Green Lantern, Philip Kennedy Johnson, Fernando Blanco, a hot girl backup by Nadia Shamas and Jack Herbert, uh, Wonder Woman number one, Teeny Howard, uh, Lila DeLuca, Martian Manhunter backup, Dan Waters and Brandon Peterson, uh, Green Arrow, Stephanie Phillips and Clayton Henry. That's that's going to be fantastic. Black Canary backup by Dennis Culver and Nick Varela. And finally, Batman number one. Cy Spurrier doing a Batman. That should be interesting. Uh, with Ryan Soup doing the art. Always love Ryan Soup, especially when it's Batman. There's going to be a Zatanna backup with Megan Fitzmartin and Dan Jurgens. But here are all – I mean, this is going into December. Seven-issue event. Yeah, um, looks um, like this is uh, going the distance here. That's a monster, dude. Like, so, I'll definitely pick up the core books, and I'll probably check out these uh, World Without books because, you know, that is yeah. a hell of a creative uh, roster they put together for that. Yeah. Now, if you look at this, it is crossing over into, like, The Flash, which is good. because I was picking that speaking. up anyway. Yeah. yeah. I'm not picking that up. Am I going to pick it up for this? It's only two issues if you look. It's only two issues. Yeah, he's right. Well, so I mean. I will. I mean, I'm this gonna, is a weird. Of, no, it's three. Yeah. It's three. There's one in August. Well, I'm going to approach this the same way I usually do, where if it was a book I was going to pick up anyway, I'll get it. And if it yeah. wasn't, probably not. So I'm probably not going to get these Young Justice books. Uh, see, it, I don't know who's who's writing that. Who is well, that's a fair that? point. Is that announced? Dave, will you look into that and see if Dark Crisis, Young Justice, if the research guy announced? I mean, we're in May. If that book's coming out in June, that should have been announced. I don't know how that creature. It surely must radar. have been, yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about these other covers. This is a Jim Lee cover, the number one. Um, this is a 50 and one, uh, I think, maybe variant. I don't know. But here's the George Perez cover. Um, this is also going to come in a foil variant. That foil variant is going to hit hard. If you can get your hands on that, I don't care if it's three figures. I think it's going to be worth it, um, but only the foil variant. I love how he's working on the architecture for the Teen Titans thing, the T Titans Tower. I, I love that so much. Well, yeah, start coming back to George Perez again. Like, yeah, you have so many choices for like which one is his like like most enduring legacy you could definitely argue yeah. teen titans but it's one of the adventures wonder you know, woman wonder Every, woman yeah his wonder woman changed the way themiscara looked in my yeah. opinion you know what i mean he just made it bigger um a lot of a lot of times before that they were drawing it like almost medieval like castles and little alleyways and shit and he really just opened up themiscara I think, um more olympian i do have i do have a at least a writer, a name of a writer, and maybe an artist. What we got? Uh, Megan Fitzmartin is the writer for the Young no. Justice series. Okay, okay. And Laura Braga is the artist with Max Dunbar tentatively as the cover artist. All right. And that's in June. Uh, see, I don't know about that. It depends on what it's about. Do you have any more info on it? Uh, Young Justice, who uh, are they going to follow? Um... I thought all the Young Justice League members were going to become the Justice It says League. crises that was have always had a devastating impact on the generation of heroes that make up Young Justice, and Dark Crisis will hit them even harder. 
Tim Drake, Impulse, and Supervoid go missing during the Justice League's funeral. The only person concerned enough to find them is uh, Cassie Sandsmark, a.k.a. Wonder yeah. Woman Girl. Yeah, that sounds like an offshoot book that I don't really care about. I don't think it'll be required reading, at least. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, for this, I am getting the main series and the main backups. That Justice League, um, Dark Crisis, Worlds Without, Justice League, those I'm getting all those. All those one-shots. Um, this is kind of, to me, an event that appears to be set up similarly to uh, Metal, those two Metal events that they did. Um, it was a one big main series and then just a bunch of dope one-shots. I like that idea for, for an event. Yeah, kind of reminds me of uh, what Marvel did with uh, Heroes Reborn last year. Sure, a little bit. sure. yeah. Oh, not they're not quite. This, whatever, but it um, didn't have a main series. But yeah, um, I guess going back to that, uh, that free comic book day setup looked pretty cool. I liked the yeah. Nightwing speech at the funeral. Oh. I um, liked uh, Wally and Superboy teaming up to fight Cobra, but not that Cobra. Not that Cobra. Yeah. Yeah, the cobra that looked like Hydra. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> As opposed to the member of Hydra named Cobra. Man, just stop. And there's another terrorist organization called Cobra. I mean, we could keep going. We could, but let's stop. My favorite Cobra <laughs> is the Sylvester Stallone movie Cobra. <laughs> that movie kicks ass. That movie is like a gun love fest. Uh, Oscar Isaac's next comic book project is going to be launched on August 9th. Dude, this was announced back in 2020, and I remember this because I'm pretty sure Dave and I were just doing the show then, and we talked about this. Now, this uh, Legendary Comics, is this associated with Legendary Pictures? Yes, and that's the okay. only reason they're doing it. Yeah, that is their emblem right there. Yeah, they wanted to uh, you know, roll this off into something else. Um, Brian Bucciolata uh, is going to do it. Uh, Christian Ward's doing some art. Um, a traumatic event affects Leo. His eyes are open to a world of literal angels and demons battling for the souls of humanity. So is John Constantine the movie? It sounds like Constantine. It really does. Leo will have to decide whether he can take uh, on his inner demons to fight off the real ones. So there you go. Is he there got is a, a Kickstarter in his head. Uh, yeah, he got hit in the head. That, it's a it's an injury. That's well, it is called head wounds. Yeah, he got a head wound. Uh, there is a Kickstarter for this, Dave. If you wanted to look and see where that's at right now, um, you could. Uh, I don't know. Brian Bucciolata is always hit or miss for me. You know, when he hits, he hits really hard. But when he misses, I, it's just hard for me to even give two shits. Um, but Christian Ward is always, you know, I mean, he's getting Phil Noto up there. You know, he's starting to to that really... does have a lot of Phil Noto vibe to yeah. it. For sure. Yeah, but not to, this is Christian Ward. Vibe. Not to Christian... take any away from Christian Ward here, but yeah, this yeah. Is... That's a compliment. I want. But to early decide. Christian Ward was a lot more rough. It came off as like street art, and that's not a critique. That's not a negative critique. I love that style, but yeah, he's really refined himself for this book. Okay, found it. Uh, what are we at, Dave? Uh, hold on. Uh, head wounds. Found head it. Wounds. Hold on. Okay, it is at. It has already met its uh, goal. It's at six hundred fifteen backers, and it's got twenty five days to go. Awesome. I have. I have to log into Kickstarter to kind of give you some other details. So no, we don't second. need any of those. It's it's a Kickstarter. Don't yeah. worry about it, Dave. You don't yeah. when you need to. Yeah, well, you did a great job, Dave. Thank you. But it's a Kickstarter. You know what you're getting. Why is like a big movie studio needing to do a fucking Kickstarter? Kickstarter is more than just uh, like crowdfunding. Now it's crowd promoting. 
Um, yeah. Okay. That's uh, what you're Kickstarter. A lot of a lot. I of can see that game angle. companies yeah. nowadays use Kickstarter as to kind of their pre-order. It kind of does yeah. hurt the small shops, the shop, the brick and mortar shops. I'm glad uh, it hurts the brick and mortar shops. I'll be honest. I'm because not. It's because... direct to consumers, right? And this is going to eventually come out into. Shops. I mean, if the victim is GameStop, I have had yeah, more right. sympathy. Or Walmart know? or Amazon, right? Yeah. But, uh, no, Dave, I completely understand what you're saying, but. In this case, this book is definitely going to get printed by Legendary. It's definitely going to come out at shops if if they want it. Um, and you'll be get variant covers. It'll actually be collectible. You know, it's Oscar Isaac. He's the hottest shit in the world right now. Yeah. And how do I know that? Because I've got a video that shows. Just how- um, I wish I'd have muted the video. Down. Oh my god. Boy, I am glad that you gave us oh heads my- up. God, dude. Man, yeah, that was a pretty... Sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. I can't help myself. But no, that was like that was a very kick-ass uh, finale that they had here. Yeah, it was. This it has was been a bad. really strong show from beginning to end. It did not really have any weak episodes. Um, I love like the gods like fighting like kaiju in the background while oh, that was dude, going on. I think I got an image of that. Yeah, I loved yeah, what we saw there um, with uh, that Stephen and Mark switching back and forth. You know, and they have like different fighting styles, so like there's an appreciable difference between the two. You know, it was so well done, dude. The end of this. Um, the thing about this show, um, I don't know. It's hard to put it my finger on because this is unlike anything they've done on the screen, big screen, or on the small screen, okay? Um, Moon Knight isn't really known to be this sort of character where there's this heart, where there's this mystery, where there's this, you know, real serious discussions about coming to terms with our mental illness and and dependence. I mean, I'm not speaking from any sort of authority here, but I have heard apparently that efforts were made to handle that material in a sensitive and yes. you know authentic way. And I have, and apparently there has not been a backlash that I've seen. I haven't ever kind of like looking for one or anything, but um, it seems oh, like you'd hear it. If there was one, that's probably true. So, yeah. So that does indicate to me that their efforts were appreciated by people yeah. who are in a position to appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, but I will say this episode was the most MCU episode of all of the episodes. This was basically, you know, all right, here's our crescendo and ending because it's a superhero yeah. thing. We've got to. Yeah, they pulled out well. a we lot of the stops. We had to have the big final battle, of course. Yeah. Speaking of final stops, like fucking uh, Scarlet Scarab here. That She was yeah, really good. I, I had an image of her. You better. She was one of the cooler parts of the I episode. Kind of half ass on there. Um, I, I must not have gotten it, man. Dude, you're you dropping the ball on me. I am get a screen cap of the wings extended. I know I had it, dude. Go ahead. You guys talk about how awesome she is. And she was really awesome. awesome. And, like, I appreciated that moment where, like, she's like, are you an Egyptian superhero? She's like, yeah. I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that was really cool, dude. Um, I mean, it's a bit on the nose, maybe, I guess. Sometimes it's okay for something to be on the nose if it's something that yeah. means something to an audience out there, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think my favorite takeaway, though, from this whole thing is avatars. All right. All these gods can now do like yeah. avatars. What? That was a really cool way to sort of handle the the power system for the Egyptian gods here, you know? Yeah. There you okay, go. there's one. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, this took a shitty uh, character called Scarlet Scarab, who was, 
I mean, a comic book character who was a dude who literally just wore like red Egyptian pajamas around, but he was white as white could be. I mean, he's alabaster. So a great way to to ditch that idiot from the 60s and then bring in a cool idea. Yeah, like that's this. this is about as good a way to update a character as you possibly could. Yeah. By which I mean just like take a name that you have a license for and do something good with it, completely disregarding what it was before. Right. So I, mean, I don't I, know what they're – go ahead, Dave. Yes. I mean I know, I know that we're getting like basically Greek gods in the next Thor movie, but it, couldn't there potentially be a way for us to get like an MCU Hercules this way? Oh yes. I'm sure they're getting to it sooner or later. In fact, hey, what are the what are our odds on Hercules showing up in this Thor movie? Honestly? Uh I'm yeah. thinking pretty good. I'm yeah. hoping, man. I love that guy. That's pretty so soon. I mean, it's only a couple of months that's yeah. kind of sneaking up on us here. Yeah. I mean, Marvel's just hitting one after another. If you take that and Star Wars into account, there's no end. Uh limo from the comic. The comic compared to the one in the Yeah, show. I think that's the one Very from the nice. Warren Ellis run, right? Yeah, yeah. This is definitely from the Ellis run. Yeah. Very that was well really done. that was a cool post credit scene. Um and we did in fact get Jake. Yeah. Uh Jake shows up and he is like he's the fucking fixer personality, you know. I mean, he's not even the fixer, he is the hero. Everything they would have lost at least three times in the whole series, if not for Jake. All right. Well, I will point out that that ties in with the only real complaint I had about this episode. Yeah. It was kind of anticlimactic where in like the most harrowing moment, the hero is pinned on the ground. He blacks out. Jake tags in. We don't see any of it. And then he's won. I liked it because it was a unique way to do it. That did not go for a cheap out to 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 remain normal you know to stick with that status that creative status quo and to stick with the narrative that you yourself created in your show that worked really really well i get that i'm just yeah, kind of acknowledging that there's a right. trade-off to that like you're you said right. the you're last right. time i was i was on this particular podcast you said that they better introduce jake in this episode because if they introduce him in the last episode they ain't going to have time to explain him and this was a good way to do it you didn't have to explain. They're using him keep, as the stinger. Yeah. yeah. Keep the mystery alive. You know, we're going to get either a movie. I would much rather see a movie. Honestly, some people are saying, no, you've succeeded here on the, on the small screen. Stay with the small screen. I would love to see a movie where the first I mean, is Jake. I just Jake. I trust Marvel to do what they think is best. Yeah. You know, they, they have yeah. shown that they are good at telling these stories. So whichever one they think yeah. is the appropriate medium, Hey, go for it, you know? For sure. But, yeah, I love the whole personality dynamic. Also, great emotional reunion when Mark went back to save Steven. Uh, Oh, yeah. 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 I mean... Like, in a lot of ways, that was Mark's, like, redemption arc right there himself, you know? And again, yes, it was him saving his, you know, uh, a physical version of his imaginary friend, basically. But it's also him going back to save the best of himself. Yes! You know, he's not giving up on the good inside of him. And that plays through in the finale, where he refuses to uh, finish off Harrow. But then, of course, the bad in him had no problem doing it at the end of it, you know? Yeah, uh... And I mean, there's a lot more to tell about all of these characters, okay? Maybe not so much Steven, but Mark, definitely, why is Jake there? You know, what is, yeah, what I not mean, only fractured him further, I mean, yeah, to, this to season, create Jake, and to yeah. not know Jake has been created. 
Yeah, like he knew about Steven the whole time. Like he like consciously knew that like Steven was this part of him that he was keeping closed off from all of his trauma and abuse. But yeah, he has no fucking idea about Jake. And it'll be fascinating to see how that happened and what that like kind of means for him as a person. There's a lot of storytelling to be told in one form or another, however they decide to do it. But they seeded that beautifully. I think the decision to leave Jake for this stinger is a great way to kind of wet our appetites for whatever's coming next. Although I do kind of wish we got to see that fight, you know? Uh, I mean, that's how they should open up the first episode. Oh, that would be season. awesome. That would Just be say, a great way you to know, do it. Oh, he's about to die and then nope. That would and literally he, erase the only thing I would kind of wish right? they'd done differently here. Right? Yeah. Uh, the thing about that is now uh, Disney going for the Emmy here, sure. But you can't qualify for limited series if you're going to have a two seasons. And you don't qualify for drama unless you have like eight episodes. Mm. So... Man, whatever they, they need to do to get Oscar Isaac a fucking award for this, they need to do it because he was fucking amazing. Here's my like, conspiracy theory on that. They would much rather get the promotion from everybody saying Oscar Isaac deserves it and doesn't have even a nomination. I mean, if it's true, yeah. I don't care if they even did that on purpose, you know? Right, right. I anyway, mean, yeah, yeah. Great show. Uh, Kenobi. Uh, so, oh, well, real quick, though, since um, this is all wrapped up now. Where do we rank this in the uh, Disney Plus shows? All right, I, I'll go first on that because I still have to put WandaVision at number one just because it... it I agree with that. WandaVision did... Yeah. It did stuff that's irrepeatable. Exactly. You know? In television. You, you can't do that again. You can't yeah. be about television and pain and all that. But uh, with that said, I think this is, I mean, probably a strong number two. Maybe a number three, probably a number two, though. I mean, it was fantastic. Yeah, for I, this. I agree that WandaVision has probably cemented its place on top of the hill here, but it's yeah. either this or Loki for me for yeah. number two. No, I love Loki. Loki is great. Loki needs more. Like, you know what I mean? Loki, Loki did a good more. job taking Loki a character we already more. knew in oh, like, I know. Yeah, Dave. Sure. But yeah, like Loki did a good job taking a character we already know and love and like really doing a deep dive and like how he works and like trying to move him forward as a character. This did a lot to introduce a character who we had never seen before. So in a lot of ways, that's in a way that's more impressive in that sense. Yeah, uh, I think Loki's a more important show in the turn in the context of everything that the MCU's going. Yes, in but direction, you, you could know, argue that that's something in, and you could argue and that, that that's something in Moon Knight's favor that it's not bogged down with the meta narrative. Yes. But that's that's subjective. I don't know if that's either. I don't it know is. if that's a pro or a con. To be honest, it is. It feels like it's almost removed from the MCU in a way. You know, um, they can fix that in season two as well, man. Yeah, bring Doctor Strange in there. He's in it. A Wong. Fuck it, just bring him Wong. Yeah, Wong. Uh, all you really him. need. Dave. Where did you get this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. What do you think about? I'm going to rank it number two because. I've, I'm not as big a fan of WandaVision, and Loki takes the top spot there, but I oh, okay. do like this better yeah. than WandaVision. See, I like uh, WandaVision just because I'm a TV guy. You know what I mean? And the way it I mean, paid homage to all these different you know TV that I grew up with was just really, really well done. I think yeah. you could argue that like the worst parts of WandaVision probably dip below the worst parts of Moon Knight. But to me, the best yeah. of WandaVision is unreachable, really. Yeah. For sure. Uh, all right, quick food. Mmm, yummy.
what you get us this time, Goma? Uh, one good, one bad. Uh, but again, you get to decide. Uh, Baskin Robbins has breakfast in bed ice cream. Um, buttermilk oh, pancake. Yeah. So pancakes uh, and waffles. Buttermilk pancake and maple syrup flavored ice cream. Fluffy pancake and blueberry compote. I hate that word, compote. I hate that word. But they also have a breakfast in bed cake. It's a tall stack cake that resembles pancakes. <laughs> That's uh, fine. It's a I like that. Day thing. Mother's Day thing. I don't know that I want pancake flavored ice cream, but it doesn't repulse me. So I'm assuming this is the good one. It's not terrible. I mean, I've heard worse ideas. Bubblegum ice cream, really? With chunks of bubblegum in it? Mm. The other one, Frosted Flakes, uh, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Flakes. These are available on Star Wars Day. Yes, they're in stores now. And getting psyched, we're going to talk about more Kenobi later. Uh, Kellogg's Frosted Flakes Obi-Wan Kenobi cereal pairs the rich chocolatey flavors of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes chocolate with the sweet taste of original Kellogg's for a masterful combination of, wait for it, the dark and the light side. This is something that they could have done before. This is the worst Star Wars. You can do this yourself. I'll just go buy the chocolate, go buy the regular and mix it in a bowl. I'm sorry, that sounds disgusting. I mean, it's not the worst thing I've ever heard, and at least the box art is kind of okay. Oh, highly collectible. Yeah. I want, I want a box just to collect the box and put it on a shelf. I mean, this isn't something I'd probably want to eat, but it's not like a disgusting idea, you know? It's, yeah, it's I'm not, not I'm not entirely repulsed by this. It's not great. Uh, all right, there's your food news. Let's do comics. Where is the comics? There it is. I lost the damn video. I want to play this Moon Knight just off my shoulder video again. Uh, top three, Dave. Uh, I think we'll let you go first. Uh, feel free to mention any free comic book day shit. I guess in your top three or honorable mentions. If you, I, I, I didn't read any. I didn't read any this year. I didn't. Yet. I, didn't I haven't read, gotten around to. Most I haven't of gotten around to reading my top stuff, awesome yeah. free comic awesome. book day stuff. Um, awesome. uh, but I, okay. Um, honorable mentions are quite a few. Uh, we'll make it quick, Snap. All right. So, uh, Righteous First for Vengeance. That was fucking dope book. It was it's a all great... coming down, all coming back yeah. on his ass. Oh yeah, consequences are catching up with you. catching up with you. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one twenty eight. Uh, we get a little more uh, info about the Venus. Apparently, she is a Frankenstein mutant that oh, has man. been resurrected by the Dragon Scale. Uh, and she Crazy. is not a turtle. She is a frog. Boom, boom, boom. That For is now. being Frankenstein into For a now. turtle. So they gave her a shell. They're giving her a shell. She's got like other body parts and all that. She's being like stitched together and kept alive by this magic. The magic triceratops scale. is on too. The triceratops. Yeah, the on. triceratops. Oh my uh, The triceratons are back. It's crazy. in a way. I'm, ex- I'm stoked to read this. Moving into that big, huge Rat King story, dude. Okay. Um, Go ahead, Heavy Metal Elements, Star Wars, number one. Steve Not Orlando. bad. Not I mean, bad. A lot of world building going on there. Yeah. Uh, if you like, if you like magical girls, uh, this is the book for you. It's. It was. Yeah, the art was really. It was. I don't know. It's hard for me to talk about this book because it was good, but it wasn't like great. But I don't know. Yeah, good choice. Good, and good, my good last honorable mention was is going to be Radiant Black number. Mm. Which when are you fourteen? Yeah, I skipped all those this week. Uh, I need to let those build up a little bit, man. Uh, basically, what happens here is the previous Radiant Black is having issues with the current Radiant Black, 
and uh, some things are happening. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to spoil it too much. Just... Yeah, don't spoil it because I am, I definitely do want to catch up on it. All right. Uh, and my number three pick for the week is actually going to be the Frontiersman Lockup Special. Oh, wow. I didn't, I forgot all about this book. Because it, um, it is dealing with the consequences of him killing the, the Trifo guy, the American Standard guy. Apparently, like this guy, even though he's like a bad guy in Frontiersman, a complete yeah. piece of shit in Frontiersman, he was apparently an American hero. And Frontiersman um. kills him on camera. In self-defense, in now, modern day, in modern, in, oh. well, oh, he's considered uh, he's considered an American he hero, uh, kind of in the same vein as Captain America. Yeah, no, but I know. but in his uh, when he in his older age, he's a complete piece of shit. Oh, and so when he shows Soldier up, boy, yeah, so when he shows up to fight uh, frontiersmen in the in the in the series, frontiersmen clocks him with a, like a club or something, and yeah. basically kills him. Uh, so we're dealing with the fallout of this. Uh, I love this character in this book. Yeah, uh, no, shows up. This this, uh, no, no, this other character. Oh, Frontiersman. Basically, Frontiersman's lawyers have said, uh, stay in the penitentiary until your trial date. Don't do anything. Get you in trouble. Yeah. Uh, the warden loves Frontiersman. Is a huge fan of Frontiersman. <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. and, and what happens is this character shows up. This hero character who I love called Free Will. He's a ghost man who can make other people immaterial. And he wants okay. to break uh, Frontiersman out. And Frontiersman's like, no. no my then, lawyer said I got to hang out. <laughs> no, man. I want my trial by jury. I want nice. to have a trial by my peers. So this He's is like, continuing then, this book. Yeah, it, this is continuing that. But what happens is, is uh, he a free will makes a Frontiersman immaterial. And Frontiersman figures out how to control the power and knocks free will out. And then while Free Will's unconscious, everybody in the prison becomes immaterial. And it's just a prison break. It, some people are dealing with it different ways, but yes, there are there are a couple of prisoners that do escape. That's awesome. Uh, but it's the consequences of that because it's just like, you know, yeah. uh, Frontiersman's like, leave me alone. <laughs> Free Will's like, no. That's cool. It's great. Awesome. Yeah, good choice. Taylor, you're up, buddy. Um, honorable mention, uh, just because it was kind of a light week for me, I'll do uh, Batman number 123. Um, you know, some decent fight scenes in here. Um, it's been an enjoyable event, this Shadow War thing, or crossover, I guess I should say. It's yeah. been fine. Um, but uh, my number three this week is going to be One Star Squadron number six of six. That is my number one pick this week. That yeah, I can see why. Um, number two pick this week. It was, yeah, it's pretty granular for me between one, two, and three this week. But um, this one was my number three because it is tying up a lot of loose ends. But this is basically one big monologue that Mark Russell is writing about, you know, being a cog in a machine, but still trying to be a good person in spite of all that, trying to do good in the world yeah. while, you know, recognizing that, the world is shit. Yeah, the system. Yeah, is and especially as like one person, um, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, it's very kind of jarring to see like superheroes be talking like this, but that's kind of the point, I think. That's how yeah. Mark, that's a device that Mark Russell is using for this. But also, yeah, this final letter he gets from uh, Minuteman, who has made the best use of his second chance, although at first, not really, you know, <laughs> like 
he he falls hit, into it. Yeah, he hit the rockest of rock bottoms, yep. and um, but he managed to bounce back from that. He got a second chance from uh, Red Tornado, and yeah. ultimately he did land on his feet. And I, it was really sweet the letter that he sent him, you yeah, know, t- pointing out that like Red Tornado did make this huge difference in his life, you know. Yeah, yeah Red Tornado was going around asking if it was all all the stuff that he did was worth it, and then when he gets the letter, from nobody Minute had Man, a good answer. No, yeah, yeah, nobody had a good answer for nobody him. But when he gets that answer. letter from Minuteman, uh, it was it makes it worth it for Red Tornado. Yeah, uh, this touched me in in a great way, dude. Uh, this whole series, really, Mark Russell. Yeah, he's just this wonderfully positive ending to a, a overall very cynical story. You know, typical Mark Russell style. Yeah, um, he shows us that it's the system that's cynical, not us. But we have a choice. That's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. That, like. A lot of times, like maintaining your humanity in a system like that is the most heroic thing you can do. Yeah. You know, like that's this is something that Mark Russell has a particular talent for taking a ridiculous concept and telling a really cutting story about modern society, but ultimately with that kernel of hope and, you know, altruism at the heart of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, Flintstones, uh, Snagglepuss, Mm -hmm. that sounds like it. A Flintstone, the the Flintstone, Snagglepuss, that pink cat. Yeah, yeah. No, I pity all the people you who have never get ready get, for these. Yeah, yeah, like people who never gave these a second look because they're going to get past. Like, what this is a Flintstones comic? This is an old Hanna Barbera thing. You need to go back and find them. They are great. The first great things. Things. If they've got, if they've got a trade, you definitely need to get it. That was one of the first books yeah. that I had to retire on this show because every week it was something new. Just blew my mind and it was the same with this one star squad it was very book. topical well this was topical too this was topical too yeah, but you know even yeah. you know, the flintstones was topical for when it was out and, and it was a lot more it's issue. been like what five yeah. years now oh yeah and the flintstones covered more social issues than this yeah this was m- mostly all capitalism and finding your place as, as like taylor and said the a gig cog economy in the machine. yeah a cog in the machine and uh yeah just yeah great book it was my number two this easily could have been my number one my number one this week is number one because of a very subjective reason but we'll get to that yeah that's fine uh awesome i'll go uh i wanted to shout out a couple books once in future 25 that's retired honorable mention kieran gill and dan moore kill it every time little monsters number three was great i think we'll hear about that later uh metal society possibly hear about that zach kaplan uh gil heron balby and Marco Lesko, uh, a solid start, cool premise, really deep sci-fi. It's right up my alley, but I am going to need another issue or two to, to see if this is really going to be for me. Uh, I, I mean, it's a great indie week, great image week. Uh, David could have had any of these books on his top. Uh, but Twig number one uh, is my actual honorable mention, Scotty Young and Kyle Tram. Great book. It's ripe for adaptation. It's a kid's book, right? That's fine, but man, some of the best character designs you are going to see in comics this year. That is fucking amazing. And he just continues that through the whole book. Yeah, it kind of has like a bit of a super Jim well Henson done. super, super, uh, oh, yeah, sensibility to it. Yes, yeah, uh, it's a great book to have on uh, comic shop shelves for free comic book day, too. But, uh, my actual number three is Star Trek Mirror War number six. Uh, Scott and David Tipton, Gavin Smith talk about multiverse. This week, you know, that's one of the big things. So uh, this series has been the best sort of, of distraction uh, for Star Trek fans. It's hard to be a Star Trek comic fan right now because there are eight fucking Star Trek shows. 
So they're kind of ignoring the comics in this weird way where everything new is happening on TV. So we're getting all this nostalgia shit, like the fifth year of the Enterprise, where it's just rehashing the Kirk years. And um, like these one shots from DS9 that, okay, that was all right, but it's not really compelling. Uh, but this, no one's ever going to touch the Mirror War or the Mirror Universe on screen. They're just not going to do it. Not since Discovery, you know, did all its shit in season one and two. Yeah. This has just been great. Uh, this is the best type of thing to do in a comic, right? Yep. You know, like, takes a, take a fun idea that's just, you know, fucking yep. awesome balls to the wall action yeah. and, you know, stuff that you would never see otherwise. Yeah. Uh, there was a Ferengi bank robbery. Um, Captain were the Ferengi the bank robbers up. or were the Ferengi? Oh, no, they, they were the bankers. Bank. Oh, they were the bankers. Okay. Uh, Captain Akona shows up and then gets thrown out of an airlock. Uh, Picard has his fleet now. Um, this whole series has basically been how how is Picard going to get his fleet, right? And they've gone on these little adventures in every issue. But around that, it's been all these little drops of Mirror Universe Star Trek The Next Generation lore. And uh, it's just been great, you know, for, for Trek fans. Uh, we got a couple comments, Matt. This film this goes way deeper in the women's psychology. Research. Yeah, sorry I missed that comment, dude. Well, no, you just made it a minute ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Great writing. Uh, did like the Patrick Stewart. Yeah, for sure. Anytime Patrick Stewart's like one of the best actors to ever live. Man, you know, anytime he's on anything. I don't want to meet it. the person who isn't delighted by seeing Patrick Stewart on screen yeah. in any context, you know? Yeah. Uh, so my number three, uh, Star Trek Mirror War number six. There's still two more uh, issues. This in the main series. And I think um, at least one more one shot where they focused on individual characters. So uh, it's going to make a really good hardcover later this year as well. Dave, you have made me realize that I didn't get a copy of Little Monsters. Oh, shit. So my number two. Like, so we don't have a number two. <laughs> I forgot that book. No, I didn't get it. It's not in my stack. What's your number two, Dave? My number two book is Metal Society. Number one. Good choice. Good choice. So I, I like I like this. There's a lot of story building going on. We get the very yeah. human angle in here. Um, machine. The robots have resurrected the human race in a in a degree after hundreds of years. Hundreds, yeah, hundreds. After hundreds of years, and like after three decades, you know, like the machines don't know what to do with humans, so they give them like these. You know the the shit jobs, like cleaning up junk and all that. But yeah. they've also engineered these humans to be much stronger than actual the the original generations of humans. That's now, a fun premise, right? Because yeah. like it kind of like it's a role reversal in that like instead of humans making robots to do the things that they can't do for themselves, it's robots making humans to do the things they can't there's, do. For there's themselves. well, there they are, can do them. It's almost like the robots feel bad. You know, like yeah. their compassion. They're like, no, if we can bring humans back, let's bring them back. And they do. But then it's like, all right, so now what do we do with them? <laughs> they didn't put us in a nature preserve like Jurassic Yeah, they Park. just said, all right, you guys go do what you want. And they're like, well, we got to eat. And the robots are like, oh, yeah, y'all got to eat. Uh, yeah, because yeah, these weird, humans, dude. But the human, human society is being created artificially and naturally now. Yeah. The, the they, earlier they, yeah. generations of humans are starting to have children. Uh, but this, uh, the human character we get introduced to is uh, her name's Rosa Gen Three because her she's a third generation human, artificial human. Yeah, and she's been engineered to basically bend metal. 
she's, she's really strong. Yeah, she's, she's very really strong. She can break metal. And so this is what they the robots have decided. The robots have to decided. fight them. Yeah, the, the their humanity <laughs> is basically going to get their own uh yeah. their own uh human rights back by fighting in uh boxing matches with robots. Yeah. And we I, have this one machine here, it's a construction robot. He's basically the bender of the series. Right. right. <laughs> I have a lot of faith in this in this uh writer. Zach Kaplan does a lot of good sci-fi. So again, I just need a couple a couple of issues, I think. But this was a good this was a good world building uh issue yeah. but we only got the human perspective which i suspect issue two we're going to get the robot perspective yeah I, I do too uh matt in the chat thanks for hanging out bro uh what are your thoughts on the new reboot of the man fell earth i haven't gotten enough of it yet dude i gotta know more uh everything i mean people hate on reboots i'm okay with reboots you know like I mean, oh, this is one Hollywood That's, has no new ideas. Of course not. It's Hollywood. Of course they. I don't. mean, they They're never have. I mean, movies. Yeah. People have been they, like rehashing old shit. They just have to be any brave. stories were ever told. You know. Yeah, novels have always been ad adapted. You know. Well, forever. but anyway, though. Um. It, yeah. As far as this goes, this is something that's more rife for a reboot than most other things. You know, it's. Yep. It's not. It's something that like you know people know about, but I don't think ever really caught big. So you know, it's a it's a good opportunity for them to. Is Make a bigger splash on, with the property. Is it yeah. that show on Showtime? Uh, no, I think they're doing a movie. I think they're doing an actual movie. I don't know. Again, I haven't heard enough about it to to know for sure. But cool. Uh, I think we're up to Taylor for number two. I think Taylor. Uh, my number two kind of came out of nowhere for me, but it was actually Giant Size X Men Thunderbird number one. Um, did I? I don't think I grabbed an image of that. Sorry. I'd be surprised if you did. I wasn't expecting it to be in my top three, but I really uh, enjoyed the Showtime. hell out of it. I will try to check it out, Matt. I have not seen it yet, but I will. I will, we will. Yeah, I, I, we'll try to I don't over here doubting David, but oh well. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, um, this Thunderbird thing was pretty damn cool. That's it kind right. of is grappling with the idea that. This is someone who's most famous for having died. And like yeah. here he has like woken up decades later. I don't know how long it's been for him, but like, you know, from our perspective, decades later and like, you know, trying to find his place in the world. And he kind of, yeah. he tries to go back and find his roots. And it touches a lot on important subjects like, you know, life on reservations and also, you know, abuse by people in positions of authority. No. I just thought it was a lot of fun. It a lot of big action. It was a cool reintroduction to a character that I honestly only knew because he died, like they were saying right. in the comic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, apparently there was also there's also a big effort to like include a lot of authenticity. Like they consulted yes. a new like uh, costume designer with you know with native hair, hair yeah, someone with yeah. you know a foot in that world, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think even the co-writer is native on this. So. Yeah, apparently yeah. she's also like a, a AWA wrestler, but yes, yeah, she oh, is also Native cool. American. Good for her. Got two jobs. I only got one job. I hate mine. She got two cool jobs. That's because anyway, she got two cool jobs. Dunk on you here, <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, uh, One Star Squadron was my uh, pick for number two. Mark Russell, Steve Lieber. This wraps the series, by the way. Uh, it should be collected within the next two weeks, so look for it. Look for it. That brings us to number one, Dave. I already said my number one was One Star Squadron number six. Awesome choice. Great book. Awesome. Always Great love Mark book. Russell. The series is a lot better than it deserves to be. And it, it should it be is. something that should all be required. Are, man. 
Man, never whenever you wrong. see Mark Russell, even it, it, it could be the stupidest looking premise in the world, but if you see that Mark Russell is writing it, you should at least give it a look. Yeah, yeah. Second Son is a stupid premise, but it's yeah, great. Dude. Uh, second Coming. Second Coming, yeah. Second yeah. Co- Second Son was the name of the series that followed it. Second yeah. Son, Second Coming. Dude, I can't. I, I love that so much because that's the book where they were. DC was like, "No, nah, we can't no, do it." No, Image was Image. Was, oh, was it? It, it was no, Image because it, it was DC that was doing I, it. It was somebody. Dude, I think. It was what the image. fuck ever? Anyway, moving on. It, image did that. Those Mark Miller Jesus books, man. I don't think they give a shit. So, uh, awesome Taylor Numero Uno. My number one this week was Avengers Forever number five. Nice. Because this was a fucking rad Doctor Doom story. This is really all this is doing is just breaking down the background of Doom Supreme, who's been showing up in the Avengers books. He's the leader of the multiversal masters of evil. Mm-hmm. But this With baby Kang, right? Baby or baby Thanos. Baby Thanos, yeah. Middle but school, middle school Thanos. Teen Thanos, I think is <laughs> yeah, what it is. But <laughs> yeah. But either way. So basically his background is that he was he did the same thing that Doctor Doom did during uh Mark Wade and Mike Roringo's uh Fantastic Four run where he sacrificed his uh childhood lover in order to make himself a magic suit of armor. But yeah. I guess the only difference in his universe is that he ended up winning. And then he went around like finding more dooms to sacrifice because that's the only other being in the universe or in the multiverse that he loves is himself. And so he's using that to give himself like more and more power. This was cool to me because it's a great indication that Jason Aaron gets Dr. Doom. He gets what makes him like a scary, implacable, overwhelming villain. You know, he's just a dude at the end of the day. He's like a normal ass human but this particular Doctor Doom has made himself like a fucking Avengers wrecking Sorcerer Supreme to the nth degree fucking God Slayer. And wow. the, apparently now his hop, he goes through these Earths to Earths. The other Masters of Evil are all like calling dibs on different Earths. He doesn't give a shit about any of them. He just finds all the dooms from these Earths and brings them into his cadre to either sacrifice or make into like his lap dogs. Like he is what? such he's such a bad motherfucker that he like goes around breaking other dooms. Like he That's has awesome. He forces them to like look cool. at his face and he tells his life story and it eventually just like yeah. breaks them down. And I don't. I'm basically just giving like a. This. I'm just giving a play-by-play of what happened in the book, but I fucking love this character, and I always love it when a great writer does a great job with a great character. With sure. a great character, yeah. I should really look into this. I'm just, I'm kind of over Aaron and his Avengers, and his shit not really going anywhere. You know what I mean? It just kind of keeps carrying on, and it's. Uh, I'm worried this is doing the same thing. Uh, but it still sounds like it's a great read. It doesn't matter if it doesn't go anywhere. You're having fun on your on your drive to nowhere, you know. But I don't know. Uh, all right, I'll go. Number one, uh, Star Wars Obi Wan, uh, Christopher Cantwell, Ario Enadidi. Uh, this is similar to like a Lord of the Rings, um, where Ben is just recording parts of his life. It seems like this is maybe going to play out sort of like an anthology story, where Ben during a sandstorm, old as shit, Ben during a sandstorm is just writing down shit he remembered from his youth. Yeah. Um, and it was really cool. I love visiting this universe. Uh, this was him in uh, when he was training to be a Jedi. This dude running off because he sensed that his dad was going to be in trouble. So he just left. And then 
Obi-Wan was going to help him and they got in trouble. And when they got in trouble, they, they ran into like some gang, a gang of thugs. Yeah. And they did end up getting away, working together, using the force. But then Obi-Wan was like, well, no, dude, you are scared. And that's why you're going. And it sort of had these same sort of tones. So when his other friend was afraid of losing things, you know, Anakin later on. And it was just a really well done story in that, you know, okay, where, especially for a character, Obi-Wan Kenobi, there ain't much left to explore. All right. We've been there. We, we followed him through like five fucking movies. Um, we followed him through like two animated series. All right. We know what this guy has done. We know every, there's what else is there to tell. And it looks like they found something. And I was impressed. And I love visiting the Star Wars universe. And I love being surprised by a book. And that's why this got up there. And that art was just amazing. It was it was pretty good. Let me let me turn the banner off just so you can see that full panel. Just wonderfully done done stuff. So yeah, very it had that very Star Wars esque feel to it, like yeah. from older series. I uh, mean, so it's not Star Wars esque. It is actual. It's Star actually Wars. Star well, Wars. I yeah. should I should rephrase yeah. it as the Dark Horse Star Wars esque. Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, that was my number one, uh, and that's it. Wow! Uh, thanks everybody for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Uh, come back tomorrow. We're gonna do our preview show where we talk about all the new books coming out this week. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Go check out the comic book bullies. They got a show coming up tonight, most likely. Last I heard, they're still doing it. Uh, Leroy and Eli talking about Doctor Strange. I mean, man, they might just go the whole episode talking about Doctor Strange. Who knows? It's potentially um, happening. Get links to all of that shit at outrankgeekery.com. Go there. We got links to everything we got going on social media, videos, highlights, reviews, news, just everything, everything. Merch, Patreon. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. But most of all, thanks to these guys for hanging out with this guy. It's always a pleasure. We're going to do it. We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek channel. Also got to get up to the chat this week, man. Hey, thank you, Matt. That's awesome, dude. We appreciate it. Come back, dude. We'll be here tomorrow. We need to hang out for the conference.